it's impossible for me to talk to a psychiatrist. Go on. Hello, world. This is Angelica Pasquini. You're listening to Go On, an iconic and legendary podcast for icons and legends exactly like you. Remember those commercials that were like for viewers like you? I used to love that. That was me, actually. That was my voice when I was little. I was discovered because I was in a path mark. And I was with my mother, and I said to her, you know what? We were in the freezer section. I said, that cool whip right there, that's for viewers like you. I don't know. It was kind of kind of like an improv moment. You know, I was just budding as an actor. And <laughs> the talent agent was there in, in the freezer section. His name was uh, Darnell, Darnell Chantrell. He's like a huge, huge agent. And he actually froze right there in the free. <laughs> he froze right there in the freezer aisle. He froze in his track suit. <laughs> and he said to me, "What did you just say?" I said, uh, "It's for viewers like you." And he said, yeah. he, "He actually grabbed me. He was a little bit aggressive. He's a huge guy. He didn't realize he was like six feet, six feet tall. <laughs> he was six feet tall. He grabbed me by the collar. I had a pop." <laughs> I had a popped collar at the time. I worked at Hollister. <laughs> and I, I had a popped collar with, with sandals. I was really tan and oiled. And <laughs> he grabbed me by the collar. He said, I need to get you in the studio immediately. Funding for Arthur is provided by... This is me. The Corporation for Public Broadcasting and viewers like you. They had me in a top hat just to get into the mood, even though it was a voiceover. Television. You know, and I was being coached. Arthur Vining Davis Foundation. I'm still living off the check. Okay, obviously I was joking. If any of my four listeners are someone who knows someone or might even be, imagine if anyone who listens to this show is someone who is that kid who said, for viewers like you, on the Arthur segment okay i don't care if you did it for another show okay fuck every <laughs> fuck every other show on pbs i'm just kidding i would love if this pbs have i think they do have podcasts imagine i could get one now with this behavior first of all i open up my show with a two and a half minute improv monologue about being a child actor only to reveal i wasn't and you know what a child voiceover actor I would, I think being a kid and being an actor, not that it should be illegal because I guess we need kids to be in things, but like there should be a therapist that is on the set. Like, okay, in Latin, when I was in high school, I remember our teacher saying that when they would do like parades in ancient Greece, um, there would be like a guy that whispers in your ear the whole time that you're on a float waving to everyone like if you were some some position of power there would be someone whispering in your ear you're only human you're only human and i think if you're a kid actor i think that the they should have to pay for a therapist so every time they say cut you just sit with the therapist and she like reminds you that you're a kid you know 
You know, it's just a suggestion, and I honestly think they probably already have something like that. I'm sure they do. Anyway, we are only human. And on that note, oh, I wanted to talk about the gravestone industry. The old lady next door died. Two men in dress suits come in a Toyota Sienna with silver. They took the body away and drove down the street. It was inspiring in a suburban setting, a reminder of the truth. I lit a candle and I imagined them driving down the street now. When someone dies, what do you do with their phone? Let it die? What about the pics? Let it be known when I go, I want you guys to just go through my phone, every single picture and every single text. And don't save it in the cloud or some Dropbox. Just sit there and and go through it and then let it never be seen again, okay? What do I care? I'm dead. And I know it will make someone feel better about themselves because of how embarrassing it is. And how and you know what? They're going to they're going to go, "You know what? We really are all the same." When I spend a good amount of time with someone, I know I can come up with a really good gravestone for them. Like my mom's, I want to say, where's my phone? Because she never knows where hers hers is, you know? It'll make people laugh. It's just, it's so her, you know? Mine, I want to say, don't make this about you. Because people show up at your gravestone, hysterical crying, throw themselves on the floor, go crazy. And you know what? It's not about you. It's flattering. But listen, this is this space. If, it, if anything is about me, it's this space. Okay? It's the only time you really get to be fully indulgent and say, you know what? You know what? This space right here, this is about me forever. And my stone will make sure that everybody, every single person is acting accordingly. I was going to say even when I'm gone, but you know what? Especially when I'm gone. Okay. (laughs) So I took the winter off the show. I didn't mean to. It was an accident, but um, it did happen. And I was thinking like, what was I doing really? And um, you know what? I was minding my business for the first time in my whole life. Walking around, driving, eating cooking, painting, looking out a window for like three hours, you know, like I'll watch any movie that doesn't have a cell phone in it, you know, like that, that was the mood I was in, like I was just really, like it, it, you know, it was not profound when it was happening, but you know, in retrospect, it always is. So, been looking at apartments And I'm not in a rush for the first time. So I have standards that I never had before, like a working door, you know? And it's different. It's different when you don't have like a crazy roommate you're trying to get away from or a crazy landlord or like you yourself look in the mirror and you go, you know, I'm the problem. Okay. (laughs) 
That's what that's that's what being a roommate is. But for the first time, I'm 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 not rushing. So it's it's a different game. I can't really buy into this idea of exposed brick being a luxury because it's a brick wall. You know? It's hard for me. Uh it makes me think of escargot, you know? Like, no disrespect to escargot, anyone who likes it. I would definitely try it. But we got to be honest here. Like, this this is a snail. <laughs> like, you can, you, can, you can charge me a lot of money, call it escargot. But I just want us to both understand here. Like, this is a bug. Exposed brick is the escargot of apartment features. In other news, I also wanted to say, listen, it's a lot at once going on right now, okay? It's still early March. It feels like spring. It's been a year since COVID coming up, and these vaccines are popping off. So everyone's sort of like, oh, I guess I'm social now. I guess now I'm not agoraphobic, and I guess now I'm ready to be basically on Girls Gone Wild. And it's like, maybe not. Like, maybe you need to take a couple deep breaths, or maybe you have a couple, just a few more uh, dreams you want to accomplish that are sort of internal and they take some time to do alone before you go and pop off. Maybe you, maybe your time in quarantine made you a little socially awkward or maybe you were actually kind of awkward even before the pandemic. All these things, they're all possible. So I just want to say before I leave you, take it easy. T- t- take your time with it, Okay. Don't fall for this idea that you have to be out right away. Everyone I talk to is really weirded out by the whole thing and doesn't feel ready. But I'm happy to be back here with you on this radio frequency, an invisible wave of connectivity, me to you, you right back to me. I feel it right now. You know, time in isolation will really, it'll really throw your ass off. Get it? Throw? Like (laughs) Henry David Thoreau? Throw that ass in the air. Enjoy nature. Take your time going outside. All right, peace out.